praise God. So glad that we could come again to worship God. And let's look to God in prayer. Father, we thank you for this beautiful, lovely morning. One more day, one more hour. Lord, one more opportunity for us to come together. I pray that you would hide me behind the cross. You will speak. You will minister. You would build us through your word. Thank you for helping us to worship you, to say, we need you more. We need you more than yesterday. Need you more than our words could say. Need you more, more in all areas of our life. So you speak to us and fill us with your fullness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. So, um, how many of uh, I'm sure most of you have heard or all of you have heard about uh, what is monogamy and what is polygamy? Okay, monogamy is one husband, one wife. Polygamy, many. But have you ever heard of sologamy? <laughs> Keep that in mind. I'll come back later. Okay, why I say that? Okay, um, Bible is full of some great people. Uh, we all love to look up to great people as role models in our life. And one such hero or role model in the Bible that God has kept for us is King Ezekiah. He is an excellent person. And Ezekiah was the greatest king after David. And uh, Ezekiah means God has strengthened. You know, it's such a spiritual name. And uh, he is mentioned many times in biblical passages. There are many places in the Bible we read about him. His story especially is told in three different books. In 2 Kings, if you read from chapter 16 to 20, you find him there. And in 2 Chronicles chapter 28 to 32, you read his story. And not only that, Isaiah, book of Isaiah records it from Isaiah 36 to 39. So you find in these three books of the Bible, quite a lot of spaces uh, given to his story, his lifeline, and what he, has, what he has done and how he lived. And not only that, he is also mentioned uh, throughout the Old Testament, even in Proverbs, uh, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and uh, in Hosea and Micah. In these places also, his names are mentioned about somewhere his references come and he was 25 years old he became the king of Israel uh, Judah imagine 25 years old he becomes the king of Judah and uh, also he reigned for 29 years that means up to 54 years he reigned 29 years he reigned as king and he was a very godly king his father was Ahaz but he was a very wicked man but his grandfather was Jotham King Jotham and he was a very godly man and um, he walked uh, with God uh, most of his life and people uh, uh, keep him in same status like King David. That's how they compare him sometimes. You know, they keep him in the same status like King David. And you find in Second Kings chapter 18 and verse 5, I told you we will dig into the Bible, please. If you have your Bibles, you could open Second uh, Kings chapter 18 and verse 5. I want you to open your Bibles. I will read to you. There was no one like him among all the kings of Judah, either before him or after him. Just think of it. There was no king. Of course, David stands supreme. But here you find, the Bible says there was no king like him 
among all the kings of Judah, either before him or after him. And uh, there are four very positive spiritual qualities that I wanted to pick out from his life. And um, that, that's going to be only in the passing, but uh, my main focus is somewhere else. And um, his father, Heas, was an evil man, I told you. And he was like his grandfather, Jodham. He learned maybe the good things, the spirit th spiritual things from his grandfather. The grandfather would have told him many uh, things about uh, the Bible, about the Old Testament, about God, about God's dealing with his people, how God honors faithfulness. So Hezekiah was very influenced, I'm sure, by his grandfather's walk with God. And uh, the Bible tells us in 2 Chronicles chapter 29 and verse 3, if you have your Bibles, you could turn to 2 Chronicles chapter 29 and verse 3. The Bible says, the first month of the first year reign, he seeks to open the temple and repair the temple. Just think of it. First month, the first year of his reign, the number one project he takes up is to open the temple and to repair the temple. You know why? Because his father, Ahaz, has shut the temple. He had shut the temple of God and he encouraged all types of uh, other religious uh, activities and worship. And here you find that, you know, it must have been working on his mind. The first thing that I'm going to do when I become a king of Israel is first do this. Open the temple, cleanse the temple. And then he tells in verse 10 of Second Chronicles 20, the same chapter in verse 10, he says, it is in my heart to make a covenant with the Lord God. It is in my heart. My heart is filled with a longing, desire to make a covenant with God. And that was a spiritual life. And not only that, this spirituality influenced even others. His spirituality influenced others. In Second Chronicles chapter 29 and verse 15, the Bible says, and they gather their brethren sanctified themselves and went according to the commandment of the king at the words of the Lord. You know, the king was taking the word of God, speaking, teaching, and motivating the people, and this spirituality could influence others to cleanse the house of God. They wanted to cleanse the house of God. He wants to sanctify it. So you also find that he was a worshiper. He was a worshiper. He was uh, not just a king, but he also, like David, humbled himself to worship God. If you read uh, 29 and 30, same chapter, verse 29 and 30, the Bible says, if you have your Bibles, please look into that. It will really minister to you. When the burnt offerings were completed, or the, all the offerings were completed, the king and all those present with him bowed down and worshipped God. The king, he worships God. And then King Ezekiah and his officials order the Levites to sing praises to the Lord in the words of David and of Asaph the seer. Again, David is coming into focus. You know, he calls David. Uh, he, he takes David's songs to worship God. And so they sang praises with gladness and bowed their heads and worshipped. Here you find he was a worshipper and he also influences others to worship God. That was his spirituality. And uh, next one is we find that he was an encourager, a person who encouraged others. That's amazing. You know, he was influencing, yes, correct, through the works of his, uh, of his life, through the way he lived. But he was also encouraging people when they were down. And uh, the Bible tells us in chapter 29 and 20, Second Chronicles, uh, chapter 29 20, he gathered all the people together and motivated them and encouraged them to sanctify the temple. He has to motivate, speak to them. 
imagine no it was a huge he had a whole kingdom you know on outside there is enemy uh, kingdoms waiting to invade he has to take off all the military strategy of protecting his kingdom but at the same time his heart was set on god's temple he wants to encourage people you know you couldn't do to get do it alone he wanted a team he wanted his people to involve to be involved and here you find you find that he was encouraging others to sanctify the temple and the bible says the service of god the service of the temple was completed very quickly uh service of the temple in verse 36 of the same chapter 29 then ezekiah and all the people rejoiced at what god had prepared for the people because everything had been finished quickly or carried out quickly you know he was such a motivator he could encourage people in such quick time that uh, it says i think almost 16 days if i'm right if i remember right the cleansing of the temple was a cleaning of the temple was done and you could do that and people all were happy and they rejoiced at god what god has done through them and not only that he also encouraged the other people you know he was a king of juda but there was israel uh, the same uh, sister nation israel and uh, there were tribes there 10 tribes the bible says in chapter 30 and verse 1 second chronicles 30 and verse 1 then ezekiah went sent word throughout all israel and juda and he also wrote letters to ephraim and manasseh inviting them to come to the house of the lord in jerusalem to keep the passover of the lord the god of israel he was not selfish he didn't say this is my in this uh, worship he was very careful he wanted other people also to join in he was not keeping it to himself and in verse 22 the bible say ezekiah encouraged uh, all the levites who performed skillfully before the lord for seven days they ate their assigned portion sacrificing fellowship offerings and giving thanks to the lord the god of their fathers here you find that he could encourage people he could motivate the people to come together and not only that he was encouraging the people in the midst of fear suddenly the assyrian king sends word through uh, through their commander sennacherib king he sends a word through his a commander saying that uh, telling the people of israel uh, judah di- directly do not trust in what ezekiah is saying do not trust in your, in the god of whom ezekiah is saying we i'm going to invade better you surrender and in the midst of such fear and you know that you know the assyrian army was superpowers at that time they were like you know you compare india and china you know the population you know the army strength of china you know it's it's something like that similar to that so judah was a small nation only two tribes and there was an assyrian kingdom waiting to invade and they were sending out threatening words uh, to capture this little nation and so what he does in second chronicles 32 verses 7 to 8 the bible says he goes to them and says be strong and courageous do not be afraid or discouraged because of the king of assyria and the vast army with him for there is a greater power with us than with him and then he says with him is only the arm of flesh but with us the lord our god to there to help us and to fight our battles and the people gain confidence for, from what ezekiah the king of judah had said so you find you find here that he could encourage people you know the people were down who are fearful who are anxious what's going to happen imagine you know he was a great leader i'm sure that all of us will agree we all like to be like that good 
and uh, then the next one i want to tell you i told you i'll go through his uh, lifestyle quickly he was a revivalist he would not only was a spiritual man and a person who could influence others he could motivate others encourage others but he was also a revivalist the bible says ezekiah sought god and his people also sought god with singleness of heart the bible says in second chronicles 30 verses 12 to 14 second chronicles 30 12 to 14 also in judah the hand of god was on the people to give them unity of mind to carry out what the king and his officials had ordered following the word of the lord a very large crowd of people assembled in jerusalem to celebrate the festival of unleavened bread in the second month they removed the altars in jerusalem and cleared away the incense altars and threw them into the kidron valley here you find that he could motivate his team you know his people and he could take steps to destroy all that is against the living god all that is against the worship of the living god he could bring a spiritual revival into his country into his people that was his spirituality it was difficult it was amazing on one side there is a threat coming but on the other side he was concentrating what was very important he felt for him and for his nation and he was a revivalist and second chronicles 31 verses 1 to 3 the bible says he destroyed all the foreign gods in that land and his people and started to worship yahweh second chronicles 31 1 to 3 and he commanded the people even to contribute money and people did in great ways you know i'm sure we all know about malachi 310 bring all your tithes into the storehouse you know actually the storehouse started here ezekiah you know he ordered the people to contribute and people started to contribute a large quantity of money there were the bible said they were in heaps if you read careful they were in heaps so they don't know what to do so he commanded the people okay build storehouses in the temple and put all the extra ones there all the offerings there and from here we'll distribute to the priest to the uh, to the levites and to the needy and poor people and that's how the storehouse came so here you find that he was encouraging the people and the people contributed in large measure very large measure and the next one is he trusted god and experienced miracles you know three things uh, three miracles we see in his life great miracles and uh, when sinasherib the king of assyria threatened judah they mocked not only ezekiah but also they mocked at the god of judah the living god they were mocking him they were telling don't trust him in the midst of all this just see what he does second chronicles 30 to 20 and 25 have your bibles please open this this is quite interesting and the next passage also i will be uh, reading king ezekiah and the prophet isaiah son of amos cried out in prayer to god of heaven about this they cry out to god but the same passage in the uh, same instant in second K- kings chapter 19 the bible tells us uh, in verse 14 ezekiah received the letter from the messenger and read it then he went up to the temple of the lord and spread the letter before the lord you understand he receives the letter he takes the letter along with prophet isaiah he tells prophet isaiah and both of them were close friends they go inside the temple of god they spread the letter and they cry out to god and god heard his cry their cry together 
he honored god's servant they were together they said yes let's pray in the midst of all this the miracle happened in second chronicles 32 21 the bible says the lord sent an angel and destroy all the fighting men and the commanders and officers in the camp of the assyrian king so he withdrew to his own land in disgrace and he went into the temple of his god some of his sons his own flesh and blood cut him down with a sword just compare ezekiah receives this threatening letter he takes it and goes into where the temple of god the temple of god that he had cleansed and sanctified he has given importance the honor he goes in there spreads the letter and prays and god intervenes from heaven he destroys the army the enemy army and the king of assyria sinasherib he so ashamed and where he goes the bible says he goes to his temple and maybe he wants to talk to his god and the bible says his own children sons comes in and destroys him so imagine the miracle that ezekiah experienced it was a powerful miracle powerful wonderful miracle and i'm sure you would his faith would have increased the faith of his people would have increased his his influence would have increased more and more and you find also a next miracle that how god intervenes in the life of ezekiah and heals him he's sick unto death isaiah comes and tells him you're going to die set your house in order set your house in order you're going to die and uh, he goes inside uh, to god's presence and then he cries out to god and you read that in second kings um, chapter 20 verse 9 to 11 when isaiah says yes god will heal you when he cried out to god isaiah asks ezekiah uh, uh, speaks to isaiah and isaiah answers in verse 9 second kings chapter 20 and verse 9 this is the lord's sign to you that the lord will do what he has promised then isaiah looks to him and asks him shall the shadow go forward 10 steps or shall it go back 10 steps and then in verse 10 it is a simple matter for the shadow to go forward 10 steps as as isaiah hezekiah uh, rather have it go back 10 steps even though he trusted god he wants to make sure yes he is alive that the healing was sure so he asked him he, uh, he tells isaiah no it's easy to go forward but now you take it back and uh, the bible said then the prophet isaiah called on the lord and the lord made the shadow go back 10 steps it had gone down on the stairway of ahaz or sun dial of ahaz and i was trying to go through it you know uh, to find out about this and uh, the uh, smithsonian astrophysical observatory of nasa in one of the journals by one mr morrison j has said that this was possible it happened i read through it very carefully in his journal scientific journal he says in a scientific journal i can't say things spiritual matter but i'm saying it but it is possible and he proves it through his theory how this is possible now that is not my main point my main point is god healed him. god did a miracle for him you understand god did a miracle when he looked to god when he cried out to god god moved with compassion and healed him and um, imagine 
three miracles healing the sundial of hea's going backward and the third one is god sending the angels to destroy the enemy army three powerful miracles he experiences and um, he was a very spiritual man i'm sure he could be a good role model for all of us yes it should be but as i read through his life history i also found uh, two other things which is very human you understand and i call it call it as dented spirituality and we have ezekias all over the world in our church we have ezekias we have people who have experienced god's healing god's miracle god's blessing god's uh, wonderful uh, deliverances and god's favor in a powerful way we are spiritual people we love god we love god's word we love his presence we love to worship god we love to give we love to preach we love to sing we love to play music we love to do so many things for god spiritual matters we have a hunger for god we also want to live a holy life a morally clean life we also have a desire to help people needy people spirituality and i'm sure like ezekiah we have many of us in the world there are many powerful servants of god but i found that in his life there were two dense in his spiritual life i found that uh, from the bible and uh, he was not a complete spiritual man sadly like most of us he was not a complete spiritual man and uh, the two glaring weaknesses first one is pride in second chronicles chapter 32 verses 24 to 26 when you read very carefully the bible says second chronicles 32 24 to 26 in those days hezekiah became ill and was at the point of death he prayed to the lord who answered him and gave him a miraculous sign but next verse but the bible itself says but hezekiah's heart was proud and he did not respond to the kindness shown him therefore the lord's wrath was on him and on judah and jerusalem think of it he was a spiritual man he could influence others he could preach to others he could encourage others he has experienced god's abundant favor miracles and healing but in the midst of all this the bible says but he had pride in his heart my dear brother my dear sister today it's a time for us to check in our spiritual spiritual life what are the dents that we can see in that vessel of our spirituality what are the dents we can note what are the dents others can tell us about our lives it's very important and in isaiah chapter 29 verses 1 to 2 the same thing was written by isaiah and here the bible tells us at that time Uh, Marduk Baladan son of Baladan king of Babylon sent Ezekiah letters and a gift because he had heard of his illness and recovery now Assyrian king threatened him and God intervened and destroyed Assyrian army the captains the commanders the bible says everyone were destroyed and the army weakened then there was another neighboring country called Babylon they captured Assyria and they become the superpower and a king of babylon must have heard how the superpower assyria was decimated because of the god of israel because of ezekiah's prayer he must have definitely heard that 
now when hezekiah recovers from his sickness now this superpower want to know what was the miracle that has happened about his recovery so he sends gifts and all types of other appreciating letters to him and asks him about his recovery and uh, isaiah should have faithfully led him to the temple of god and say this is where i went and cried out to god this is you should have taken him to the room where you look to the wall and pray and say this is where i knelt down and cried to the god of israel and god heard instead of doing and giving glory to god he looks to himself the bible says in 391 uh, 392 isaiah isaiah received the envoys gladly and showed them what was in his storehouses the silver the gold the spices the fine olive oil his entire armory and everything found among his treasures nothing of this helped him during his war with senashira when the threatening came but now he is boasting about all that he is boasting about all these things instead of giving glory to god and you know that the bible tells us god hates pride god hates pride but but thankfully and praising god second chronicles 30 to 26 the bible says when god sent the word hezekiah repented of the pride of his heart as did the people of jerusalem therefore the lord's wrath did not come on them but underline that during the days of hezekiah during the days of hezekiah god said i'm not going to touch now thankfully he repented but sadly more spiritual people in the world spiritual again i say highly spiritual saving serving god sharing the gospel doing this doing that experiencing miracles like this are not able to accept they have pride in their hearts thankfully this guy repented king ezekiah repented and said i'm sorry lord what i've done is wrong but not many people are there who repent because pride is such a deceptive uh, you know feeling in our heart or the nature in our heart even to humble ourselves we need pride we, uh, 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 pride is so powerful it will stop us from humbling ourselves it's very difficult and here he thankfully did it but the second one was very glaring which i wanted to quickly see and then close the second one is his selfishness thankfully he repented of his pride but selfishness i'll read to you from isaiah 39 verses 5 to 8 then isaiah said to ezekiah hear the word of the lord of hosts the time will surely come when everything in your palace and all that your fathers have stored up until this day will be carried away off to where babylon why you have exposed yourself to babylon showed yourself great now they have seen it they're going to take care nothing will be left says the lord i'm not going to come to your defense ezekiah and some of your descendants your own flesh and blood will be taken away uh, no to be inox in the palace of the king of babylon and i'm sure this should have broken any king's heart or any person's heart any father's heart to know that my sons my children are going to be carried away as slaves into a foreign land we don't know how they're going to be treated 
But you know what was his response? You read in verse 8, Isaiah 39 verse 8. And uh, we can see this in most of our hearts. But Ezekiah said to Isaiah, the word of the Lord that you have spoken is good. You know why he says good? Hearing that good news, hearing the bad news is not good. He says, for he thought, at least there will be peace and security in my lifetime. What a selfish spiritual man is King Ezekiah. Now, it is not just King Ezekiah. You can put the same thing there into Ezekiah's name, replace it with Prem Kumar. You can place it, place any of your names if you want. Not others, let's not keep others. Oh, he is like this, she is like that, they are like that. No, myself. I want to see myself. Here you find he lived for the present, very selfish man. His descendants and his country are going to face danger in the future. They are going to be decimated and he is not bothered. His faith, his spirituality was leaking. There is no concern for the people who are going to suffer in the future. When you read the Bible carefully in Genesis, you find Adam and Eve had the same problem. Serpent came and deceived them. And because of two reasons. One is pride, the other one is selfishness. Thankfully, Ezekiah repented of his pride. But sadly, of his selfishness, he never got over it. He never got over it. In Genesis 3, the Bible says, Adam and Eve were deceived by the serpent. Serpent was proud and selfish. Today, there are many believers, proud, arrogant, unconcerned of what is happening in the world. This is not affecting me. This is affecting in some village somewhere in India. It is affecting somewhere, some other country. It is not happening in my home, in my family. We are safe. I am fine. Let those who suffer, let them be answerable to themselves. Why they are suffering. And today, if you and I are selfish, looking at I, me, myself attitude, it's high time we repent of this leaking spirituality. Let's ask God, Lord, remove this dent in my spirituality. It's very important. Second Timothy chapter 3 and verse 2, the Bible says, for people will be lovers of self. Look at all the people whom he is putting together. Lovers of self. That is selfish people. Along with whom? Lovers of money. Proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, and even unholy people. So selfishness is not something different from unholiness, ungratefulness, disobedience, loving money, proud, being arrogant, abusive. There's no way different. He puts everything on the same plane. If Prem Kumar is selfish, he is not only selfish. He is capable of getting into all the other things because he puts everything on the same plane. And James chapter 3 verse 13 to 15 Woe 
stronger words james uses here who is wise and understanding james 3:13 to 15 who is wise and understanding among you by his good conduct let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom but if you're bitter if you if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambitions in your hearts selfish motives in your heart do not boast and be false to the truth if i am selfish i may be a preacher i may be a pastor the bible says you are boastful at the same time you are falsely you're false to the truth that god has given to us then he goes on to say this is not the wisdom that comes from above but is earthly unspiritual and then he adds one more frightening you know what demonic demonic selfishness is demonic selfishness is demonic isn't it frightening we think we don't have any of the evil spirits coming to me evil spirit will not come like like that no he can come so wisely with his own wisdom enter us and say you do this you know don't allow him to prosper don't allow him to don't allow you know some sorry some some homes they don't like their sons and daughters to live in peace they don't like their father or you know, the parents to be living in peace with their children other spouses you know neighbors friends even in the offices don't want to share with others the knowledge i want to keep it myself the bible say these selfish ambitions are demonic because christian nature is different the spiritual nature is different the rich man in the gospels in the parable wants to break down his barns and build greater ones why because i have goods laid up for many years i have i i have that's what his heart was and there was rich man and lazarus the rich man ate so well and lazarus was just outside i'm sure they would have told people would have told him there would be secret agents all around who's coming who's not coming they would have told him there is a poor man beggar who's standing there always you know waiting for food what if we throw out for the dogs he eats there and the rich man was not concerned selfishness today the world is in pain world is dying you know our neighbors our maids our known people are suffering because of not knowing god and what are we doing if you and i are insisting on on having our own way always thinking about ourselves and nothing about others then we are really on a very flimsy ground and one statement says without doubt without a doubt the ugliest thing in life of any human being is to be controlled by selfishness hezekiah had all these lovely qualities but look at his heart when they told him your children will suffer your descendant will suffer your nation will go to ruin he said appa till my death it's going to be peaceful that is enough for me i look to god god has honored me heard my cry done miracles given me extension of life that is very fine for me 
I'm not bothered about what's going to happen. I want to give you two points then close quickly. Beware of leaking spirituality. Don't go by what you do on the outside. I'm preaching, I'm worshiping. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I'm giving money. Don't go by all this external. It's very important to check our hearts constantly. Am I doing things because of my own happiness and joy? I'm not bothered about others' peace, others' happiness, others' joy. Are the actions of your heart making things better for you and for people around? Or is it harmful? Check your spirituality. The second one is very precious. Fix your heart, heart on the cross and not on the comfort of yourself. Fix your heart on the cross of Jesus and not on the comfort of yourself. In the midst of such leaking spirituality or dented spirituality, we have Christ standing as a perfect sacrifice, as a perfect human being, a perfect example for you and me. And all those of us who are happy that we are in Christ, we have to see that this selfishness is not there. We should ask God. Satan was proud and selfish and Christ countered his evil power with humility and selflessness. With his humility and that was the difference. Satan was proud and selfish but Jesus came in with humility and selflessness. He sacrificed himself. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 8, 3 to 8, sorry, chapter 2, 3 to 8, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but humility count others more significant than yourself. Wow. I have to consider others more significant than myself, my own, own feelings. Sometimes we, are, we become vulnerable. But when we are humble and when we have these things, in our hearts to consider others, others' feeling, others' happiness, others' joy, my husband, my wives, my in-laws, my uh, neighbors, my friends, my colleagues, happiness better than my own self because of this word. You know what happened? Jesus did it. You know what happened? If you read through, the Bible says God gave him a name above every other name and raised him up and made him to sit on the heavenly realms that every knee should bow. He lost something before a small group of people. But God gave him the honor before the whole world when he was selfless. There was a farmer. He always won. I'm sure you would have read it or heard it or it would have come on your WhatsApp many years ago. Uh, there was a farmer who always grew the best corn. Corn. And he was winning the awards in that farmer's competition. All the years, he'll win. So the reporters came to him and asked him, what is the secret that you're using that you're able to win prize every year and getting the best corn award? He said, what I do is I distribute the best of the seeds, the corn, you know, the seeds to all my neighbors around. He said, what madness? 
you distribute the best of the seeds corn seeds to all the neighbors around and you are in the competition and they also get into the competition he said oh the secret is this you know when i distribute the best of the corn they also grow a good corn but the the wind will carry the pollens from those corns and land in my corn field as well as other corn fields so i get a good corn you understand the pollens from there come and fall in here and i also cultivate my ground he said that's the secret of winning the award why because he was able to give the best to others and the best came back to him only the cross of christ can counter the crisis of our heart only the cross of christ whenever you feel i feel selfish about something we want to hide something we want to give up not not uh, give give something to someone or help others care for others share with others some knowledge i wanted to tell you look at the cross you and i should look at the cross lord the cross shows something different i want you to help me and jesus said in matthew 10:38 who wants to be my disciple must deny themselves when they say deny themselves deny themselves of importance selfishness pride all these things and then take up the cross follow me not just take up the cross deny yes i'm willing to give up this lord i want your cross your cross is more important than these things i i see honor in what you went through suffering and shame sacrifice selflessness i want to emulate that i want that in my life i'm sure we will all be happy in life and uh, i said sologamy the beginning a 24 year old girl 24 year old girl in gujarat she married herself monogamy polygamy now here sologamy first time i'm hearing that when i read the newspaper someone marrying herself she is dressed up like a bride and she herself is the bride she herself is the bridegroom and she marries herself and she kisses herself through the mirror height of selfishness what more can you what more can we think of selfishness and we can look at her and say the height of selfishness but we also have a different level of selfishness in our lives may god help you and me may god help you and me there was two friends who went to a restaurant to eat and they ordered a plate full of uh, a bowl full of chicken curry and rice the rice was served and the chicken curry this guy takes up and takes and gives a small piece to his friend and takes the big piece onto his plate and pours the curry and wants to eat the other friend said yo you're very so selfish you're so bad he said why he said if i you are taking the big one and giving me the small one so his friend said okay now if you had served what you would have done he said i would have kept the small piece and i would have given you the big piece he said that's what i've done <laughs> exactly that's what i've done most of us we justify selfishness king ezekiah was a spiritual man but his spirituality was leaking there was dent may god help you and me let's look to god and say lord i want to surrender if there
there's any selfishness i want to be the best good one of the things as we keep our eyes closed one of the thing that interests me is when i read on sports i read a lot on sports when some neighboring especially the pakistani team comes and tells sunil gavaskar gave me this tip sachin tendulkar gave me this tip about batting virat kohli told me a tip of kapil dev gave me a tip about bowling because of that i've increased well, done well it really makes me happy similarly sometimes the indian players say this pakistani player here i met and he gave me a tip he akram uh, you know wasim akram he told me this tip about in in swing so i learned it from him it gives me so much happiness because both are in competition but they're willing to share imagine worldly people may god touch you and me and say lord help me to share the best with others i don't want to be selfish forgive me i want to join myself i'm going to ask pastor sunny to come and pray lord i want to join myself with a cross help me to see the cross help me to see the cross always before me help me to identify myself with the cross always help me lord